again, everyone, and welcome inside another edition. It's number 35 of the Adam Jones podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. He's, of course, the former five-time All-Star Adam Jones. I'm Jerry Coleman. Today, coming up in episode 25, we'll be joined by the number one overall draft pick from 2022. His name is Jackson Holiday. Looking forward to that conversation. Adam and I are also going to catch up with the Banner's new audience engagement sports editor, Paul Mancano. We'll talk about Gunnar Henderson's new honor, that plaque that's coming to Utah Street, and a little bit about the purple and black. Paul was out there covering that mandatory organized team activity. A reminder, you can check out all our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, the Baltimore Banner website, including Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, Austin Hayes, and a whole lot more. As always, we're brought to you by our dedicated sponsors. But first, a reminder, we have this live special one-night-only event coming up July 27th at the Baltimore Soundstage. You won't want to miss it. Find out more here. And we begin with our featured guest. He's old enough to drive but not yet get served legally. <laughs> he is the Orioles' top prospect, shortstop Jackson Holiday. Jackson, thanks for joining the circus we call the Adam Jones Podcast. And let's uh, begin, first of all, with a brief recap of your journey of where you are right now. It began at the Florida Coast League uh, as you climbed the ladder. Full disclosure, I tried to catch you down there last summer, missed you by a day, tried to yell at you from a distance. You ignored me, so you did the right thing. But what have you learned along the uh, journey so far, even though you grew up around professional baseball? It's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh I've seen the game a lot of different ways coming all the way from uh, from the Florida Complex League. Uh, a lot of stuff happens down there that you would be surprised. Uh, it's a different it's a different type of baseball. So well, tell, it, us, tell us. Tell us. Hold on. Tell, what what would we be surprised about? It's it's a it's like a learning curve for some of those for some of those kids. So it's pretty fun to, to be a part of like watching them kind of learn the game because they're so they're so talented. So it would. There's some funny stories of like little rules that uh, like drop third strike and stuff like that that they're learning and uh, it's pretty funny to to be a part of. But uh, they're super talented. And then uh, got to go to Delmarva for for a short stint last year and uh, be with some of the guys that that I got drafted with. And um, there's a lot of talented guys in that group, so it was a lot of fun to, to end the year there. And uh, obviously now i'm I'm in aberdeen and uh i'm enjoying it and uh, we got a pretty good team so it's been a lot of fun jackson thanks for joining the podcast um i just wanted to ask you man how has it just been your first full year is the most games you're going to play in your in, in your life you just turned 19 but you're see you're, you're prepared for this you seasoned for this you this is not your first rodeo like most guys you grew up around this you, you know your father's routine regimen How's it been implementing that and his words and advice into your uh, daily repertoire? Because it's a, it's up to you now. You're the one doing it. No one else can do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been very helpful to kind of be able to to grow up in the game and, and see his routine. 162 games a year. So uh, yeah, this is the the most games that that I've gotten to play, and um, just being able to have a good routine and being able to to keep my body healthy and and, and strong has been been important being able to still train in the weight room try to get two or three lifts a week to, to maintain my strength and um that's definitely helped me to be able to see the inside of kind of what he did and and how um how to take the day in and day day out work to to maintain to maintain my body's health and um still be able to 
have a, have a good season. So uh, it's very helpful to, to be able to grow up in the game. And um, it's been, um, it's been good so far. I haven't had uh, too many problems. Well, obviously your numbers are ridiculous. Let's just let's start there. What's your approach? What's your adjustments that you needed to be made? What did, how do you approach every single game every day going to Aberdeen right now? Yeah, but we, we get a report on, on the pitcher every day. And um, so we kind of know, have a game plan of what we're, what we're going into. But uh, my approach is kind of just hitting the fastball right over the shortstop's head and, and adjusting the off speed. But uh, if I'm getting beat by the heater, maybe move my field over a little bit towards uh, more towards center and, uh, and right center. But, uh, yeah, trying to hit the fastball and, uh, and just adjusting the off speed has kind of gotten me where I am today. And um, I'm sticking with it. Last I saw, you were ranked as the number three prospect in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, have you set personal goals for yourself in terms of trying to attain the next level and moving up the ladder towards the major leagues and when you would like to be in a major league uniform? Have you sort of prioritized that? Maybe it's private. and Maybe you want to share it with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going into the year, uh, I wanted to reach double A by, by the end of it and um, – that's kind of my goal. I, I was a big fan of of Bobby Witt and, and Gunner and, and Adley and kind of how their process of the of the minor leagues went. How it was very quick, and um, that's kind of that's kind of my goal. I want to be in Double A by the end of the year, and then by by next year, hopefully, in in the big leagues or even just in Triple A and, and playing good. So uh, I don't want to give the Orioles any reason to to keep me here. Um, I love the staff and I love all, all the players, but uh, that's my goal is to, to play in the big leagues. And um, I want to do it as soon as possible. So I want to ask you, signing bonus. You grew up with, you grew up nice. Eh? Uh, it is what it is, okay? You traveled around Oklahoma, Florida, following your father's private jets, eating all kind of caviar. What did you buy with your caviar? <laughs> what did you buy with your signing bonus? The kid that has everything, Respectively, what did you buy your first your first big purchase with uh, your signing bonus? I bought I bought a brand new truck. I got a, I got a new Ram TRX, so uh, <laughs> I got a fast truck. So it's pretty pretty sweet, definitely. I know that truck well. Yeah, my boy got it. yeah, it's a uh, nice car. How's that go over with the teammates? Are they hitting you up for loans from time to time? Like, hey, can I borrow uh, some meal money, Jackson? Um, no, luckily, uh, the Orioles give us enough meal money. So, uh, another kid on the team has one, actually the Dylan Beavers, the kid that, that got drafted second, he, he has one. So he inspired me to get one, but, uh, yeah, no, the, the team's great. They, uh, they leave me alone on, on that department. So, uh, it's been, it's been good. We've got more ahead with the Orioles top prospect Jackson holiday here on the Adam Jones podcast. But first let's hear from our loyal, dedicated sponsors, we ask you to go out and support them, folks. The Adam Jones Podcast with Adam Jones and Jerry Coleman will be live, and you can be part of the audience and meet Adam for the first time since he played for the O's. It all goes down on Thursday, July 27th at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7, and tickets are limited, but now on sale. Go to BaltimoreSoundstage.com or Ticketmaster.com or call 410-244-0057 to be a part of the action. This will be the first time Adam and Jerry have done the podcast in the same spot, and who knows, maybe the last. So don't miss this unique night. The Adam Jones Podcast, live at Soundstage, July 27th. See you there. 
The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Be More Around Town. Be More Around Town is reminding you that football season is around the corner. Hashtag Purple Road Trip. Be More Around Town's trips are all-inclusive. Airfare, hotel parties, special guest tours, and more. They're all ready for the Ravens game in London. They have over 300 deposits. Just pack your bags, get your passport, and meet them at the airport. Besides London Calling, Be More Around Town also has road trips for all away games. Arizona, L.A., San Francisco, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincy. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com and find a hashtag Purple Road Trip for you and your friends and family. BeMoreAroundTown.com By our good friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Royal Farms, real fresh, real fast. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms' new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Again, that's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar. We continue our conversation with Orioles top prospect Jackson Holiday here on the Adam Jones podcast. I want to ask you, though, about your family, your background. Um, you know, obviously your father, absolute stud. He's going to go down and I think the Cardinals Hall of Fame and the Rockies Hall of Fame. Played against him, robbed a couple hits from him. He, uh, he burned me a couple. Your uncle Josh, head coach at, at uh, Oklahoma State. Like you grew up around it. Your brother, young brother Ethan. I've been hearing things about him also. Mm-hmm. So just like, how competitive is is it in the in the holiday household? It's very competitive. Um, I don't know if you know this, but my dad is trying to become a professional pickleball player. So, oh. his, yeah. Oh, his, no, we did not know that. Yeah, so that's something for you. Yeah, he's trying to become a professional pickleball player. So, games never never end. He's still a, still a big kid. So, it's very, very competitive in, in our house, no matter no matter what we're doing. But, uh, yeah, it was it was awesome growing up in, in a baseball family. Every time Josh and, and his family came and visited, we'd always play a wolf ball in the backyard or whatever, whatever came to mind. So uh, it's very competitive, and Ethan is uh, 
is a very good player, and um, he's he's killing it right now. And he's he's down in Florida. I think they got a game soon. How much how much of an advantage do you feel it is to be, you know, the kin or the you know the son or some relationship to a major leaguer and have the access that you were afforded at such a young age? Obviously, that's not everyone's path. How much did that benefit you looking back on it right now? I think a lot. Being able to have access to, to the big league clubhouse and be able to, to be around all-stars every single year and, and honestly every single day is definitely an advantage. I wouldn't say it's not an advantage. It's obviously an advantage. And um, be able to, to be in nice complexes and, and be able to play on good teams growing up is, is very – I'm very fortunate to be able to, to – grow up and, and how I grew up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely an advantage, but, uh, it still takes, obviously it still takes hard work to, to get where, where I'm at today, but, uh, it was pretty cool being able to grow up in a big league clubhouse. Was there one major leaguer growing up that maybe had an impact on you or maybe pulled a prank on you that you remember until this day that you can share? Um, I don't think a prank, but, uh, Nolan, Nolan Arenado came and visited with us or, Came and stayed at our house for for about a week, um, a few off seasons ago, and being able to watch him take ground balls and and hit, and it was like December, so it's like snowing in Oklahoma, and um, just watching him do his thing, and he's still making all the plays that you see on TV, and it's cold and snowing, so it was it was really cool to be able to watch. And um, Cody Bellinger came and stayed with us this off season and hit a little, and just watching how much. Like hard work he puts in, even though he's been he's been struggling, and how much he cares about the game was was really really cool. He talked about baseball the, the whole time that, that he was there. So uh, those two guys were, were pretty cool for me to to see and, and listen to. When you uh, when you have free time, do you watch the Orioles? I know you guys have schedules are, yeah. are tough. When you have free time. Mm-hmm. I try to. Um, unfortunately, my app sometimes doesn't let me, but uh, I've got the Rockies. <laughs> The Rockies sign in on on the TV here, so I'm able to watch all the games. So, uh, yeah, I try. It's a lot. Fun. It's a lot of fun to watch, especially being able to to be a big league camp and, and get to know these guys. So uh, it's it's even more fun to watch now. Um, wanted to ask you, what are you working on right now, baseball wise? You know, obviously the numbers tell the story. You're mashing, but you want to get to the next level. And the next level, the ultimate goal is obviously to end up in Camden Yards. So what are you working on baseball-wise to get there? Yeah, um, I'm someone who likes to, to improve in, in kind of all aspects. So um, at a you time. You, start bases too. you got 20 bags. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying oh. to steal bases and, and uh, make all the plays on defense and, and still hit. So, uh, yeah, I've been working on me personally trying to steal and still look in has been – has been a problem. So uh, we've been working on that a little bit. And um, obviously defense, I want to be as consistent and make every play as possible. And then uh, they're starting to pitch me a little differently. Um, I haven't had like as much success. I've still been doing pretty well, but uh, just being able to make adjustments and um, and hit quality pitching is uh, definitely going to be important. And um, yeah, so just making little adjustments at the plate and uh, – and trying to improve in every aspect has been something that, that I've been trying to do. And to that, how much, how difficult is it, or different, I should say, now that you don't go back home to your mom and dad, 
you don't go back home to your brothers and sisters. You go back home to your own apartment. I don't know if mm -hmm. you got roommates. I would. I got a roommate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> girlfriends, like you go, you go back home to yourself and your thoughts because you're a professional player now. This is a job. Mm -hmm. What has been the biggest adjustments? Adjustment in that of I'm going back home, but it's not. I'm not going back to my parents' house. My parents aren't in the master bedroom. This is my room now. Like, what has that adjustment been to? Now you're on your own, brother. Yeah. It's a, it's been a little of an adjustment, obviously not having, having the family, but, uh, uh, we have a really good group of guys that are, that are, uh, all mostly pretty much all college guys that, that had a lot of success in, in college, but also, also failed. So just being, being able to be around them and, and kind of seeing their, their attitude after games and, um, seeing how they handle stuff has been, has been pretty cool for me. And, um, they're, they're very easy to be around. They're very funny. And, um, it makes, it makes the rough games a lot easier just being able to have good teammates and um, they're, they're always there. And uh, it's been, it's been good. It hasn't been too, too difficult for me. Um, I'm somebody that honestly living on my own has been, has been pretty easy personally. So uh, that part hasn't been too difficult, but um, yeah, it's different. It's definitely different not having, having my family at, uh, at home. So uh, it's been a little bit of an adjustment, but not too bad. You got to cook for yourself. You don't have, like, I mean, you can't go into the refrigerator and you know mom left you something with a note on it. Eat up no. at two minutes. Uh -uh. No, no. <laughs> Those Eats. days are, are gone right now. Yeah, they're over. They, they come and visit every now and then, but... uh yeah, those days are over. Yep, you're, you're a grown man, Jackson. And, uh, you know, a little later in the podcast, we're going to talk about that Gunnar Henderson mammoth shot onto Utah Street. I know it's looking down the road. Have you allowed yourself to sort of envision what your first hit and your first home run may feel like? You know, we talk about your first home run. We just hope it's at Camden Yards and someone's willing to throw that ball back to you because uh, it could cost you something down the road. Have you given that any thought? Uh, yeah, obviously you think about it and, um, it's definitely going to be probably a moment that, that I never forget. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I hope it's at Camden. It'll be, be pretty neat. Um, it's, I have some pretty good luck on my first, my first at bats of being able to put a, put a pretty good at bat together. So, uh, I think during spring training, I hit a double and then my first at bat in, in Delmarva, I smoked the ball. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully I have a, have the same luck. So, uh, I'm definitely definitely looking forward to that day. I want to know what's your daily regimen? I mean, daily regimen, the team's regimen with you in terms of are you playing every single day? Are you two on, one DH, one off, three on, one off, four on, one off? Like, what's what's your regimen? Me, I was a shortstop also. I went two to three and had a day off. Two to three had a day off. Uh, my first four year at 18. Um, so, what's the regimen with you and keeping you yeah, so keep you fresh and healthy? Yeah, so we play six a week now, all versus the same team, which is pretty pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I play five, and then I usually have an off day. I didn't um, two weeks ago. I played all six, but I'll play uh, four at shortstop and, and one at second, or five at short and and one at second. So uh, yeah, it, it's not it's not too taxing because uh, it, it just hasn't been too bad so far. Obviously, having that that day off every every Monday and um, yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. As far as shortstop or, or second base, sorry, Adam, shortstop or second base. I mean, you play both Orioles seem they're okay right now at that position. Who knows where the future lies, but do you have a preference? I would presume it's shortstop, but I don't want to speak for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you want to play shortstop. That's kind of the the premier position. But uh, any any position that that I can help the the Orioles win would be would be a pretty fun one to play in the big leagues. So uh, I, I played second base growing up, but uh, shortstop is definitely the the preferred position. I also wanted to ask you. You know, we were talking about earlier with this first home run ball, and we've seen what it has happened with Adley Rushman, and I'm sure you've had conversations too. Former number one draft picks. He signed with the memorabilia company almost instantly. Are you involved with the company now where, you know, certain autographs have to be done in a certain manner? So fans have to be aware of that. You also have to be cognizant because the fan has to understand that you worked out a deal ahead of time. Yeah, I, I've done some a lot of baseball cards. I think the memorabilia thing is, is in the works. So I don't know if it's official yet, but uh, yeah, definitely um, cool to have some baseball cards and then uh, do some signings. It's been, it's been pretty neat, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a good stretch of fans in, in Aberdeen that uh, it takes a while to get to the, get to the clubhouse. There's a lot of, a lot of autograph people, but are, it, are, are they grown up or are they kids? I mean, I would hope you would have uh, grown up. So people at his age, there's a You're good in. mix for sure of um, grown ups and, and kids, but uh, on the weekends, there's a lot of kids with the Cal Ripken, uh, Ripken tournaments right next door. So, uh, yeah, there's there's been some stories, but uh, yeah, it's it's fun for the most part. Yeah, when the grown up shows up with like twelve baseball cards for you to sign, and he tells you, yeah. you know, they're for all these different children out there all across the mm -hmm. country. I know you don't buy that. Yeah, and there's a there's a handful of times where I've gotten a lot of cards handed to me uh, mm -hmm. at once, and sometimes I just don't know what to do. So uh, there's a there's a lot of a lot of autograph stories for sure. But uh, yeah, there's there's it's fun. It's fun to see your own card and, um, and sign it for kids. But uh, it gets it gets a little old for, uh, for the grownups. Yeah. Jackson, before we let you go, I just want to ask you one final question. brother. Legacy. You have an opportunity to pass. I mean, join and continue just a great legacy. In the holiday family. What does that mean? It's pretty neat. Um, it's really cool to, to be able to grow up in a clubhouse and then um, watch my dad do his thing for for a long time and be able to travel to All-Star Games and, and go to go to World Series and, and playoffs almost every single year. So uh, just to be able to, to have that name and to be able to, to carry it on is uh, is really neat and, and an honor for me. And um, I want to I want to make him proud and, and make our family proud. And um, I just uh, I love the game of baseball and I want to play it for, for a long time. And hopefully I have a lot of success and um, I'm able to carry it on on my family and, and watch Ethan do his thing and hopefully read in, in a while. But uh, it's really, really cool to be able to to be a, be a holiday and, and be able to, to be in the game of baseball. It's a generation of holidays we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Here. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of us. Well, we do want to thank you for joining us here. We know your time is very valuable, especially on an off day. Don't like to bother people on an off day, but we just happen to catch you at the right time and hope to catch you down the road at some point. Talk a little more baseball. Best of luck to you this year. Thank you. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks. Keep banging. Yep. Keep doing what it. you're doing. All right, we'll talk to him soon. And the kid's 19. It seems. Like he's got not only a good head on his shoulders and raised very well, but has the right approach right now. And again, 19 years old.
Yeah, I mean, he's he's a, he's a stud. He grew up the right way. His parents are great. I mean, there's nothing none more you can really say. He knows he, he's been here before. You know, he he knows the protocol of 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 everything when it comes to baseball. He knows where to be, who not to, who not to be. So I, I didn't know he was that sharp. Ah, he's sharp and he rakes. Oh, he rakes. So I'm just going to, I'm going to try. I don't even know if you can subscribe to minor league baseball TV. I'm going to try, yes. try to start watching more uh, Aberdeen games, but he might be going to double A. So I might need to go catch Bowie. I might, hey, if we're out there and if I'm out in Baltimore, let's go see if uh, Bowie. Road trip. That'd be great. Road, you know, damn road trip. But we can go out to Bowie, all right? Well, I mean, we have to get on the road okay, to get there, but it's not that far. Top of your three series, and we can see we can go there like two uh, sorority sisters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you and your three series. I didn't even know that's what I drive, but I'll take your word for it. With the top back, baby blue. All right, Adam. Time to move along here in the podcast, and we bring in also today as a featured guest. He is Paul Mancano, who uh, I introduced as the Banners Sports Engagement Editor. Is that the right title, Paul? Do I have it correctly nailed? Yeah, I'm, I'm still figuring it out every day. So it's something along those lines. Well, welcome to the Adam Jones Podcast. And you're here to talk Orioles. And we'll get into the Ravens a little bit because you were at the mandatory OTA. But this Gunnar Henderson home run, we've talked about it, 462 feet was the Ooh. way it was reported the day he Ooh. hit it. Adam used to hit those on a routine basis during batting practice, but no one ever saw it unless he never did. Uh, it's, no a record shot onto, it's a record shot onto Utah Street. You did an unbelievable video for the banner all about it, you and Andy Koska. Go ahead and explain the ramifications of this shot and how, as you said, StatCast has kind of ruined things these days. Yeah, essentially, as soon as that home run was hit, Everybody jumped to say it was the longest home run hit onto Utah Street because 462 would be the longest home run to reach Utah Street if you go by the internal numbers that the Orioles had. But the problem is almost all of those numbers predate StatCast, which didn't come around until 2015. So essentially the number on the plaque that he will get probably won't reflect 462 because it's still behind, of course, Ken Griffey Jr.'s shot that hit the warehouse during the home run derby in 1993. And it's also behind a home run that Jim Tomey hit back in 1995, not when he was with the Orioles, but way before that. So they can't exactly put 462 on a plaque next to another plaque that says 440 if those two plaques are about the same distance. (laughs) So essentially, StatCast, because they're able to get a much more precise number, they take into account the temperature of... At game time, the wind, uh, the exit velocity, the launch angle, the spin of the baseball, all of those numbers were not readily available until 2015. And so that 462, if the ball had kept going through Utah Street and reached field level again, would probably come to rest at 462. But where it hit on Utah Street is probably closer to 440. Yeah, I don't, that's the thing I never really understood that is, how far? How far really is it? Because you're saying where, there has to be a point to where where the warehouse is to home plate. What it, what's that distance? There has to be a distance that somebody has put out there. Yeah, the closest distance. I don't know the exact number, but if you go straight down straight the right, right field line, yeah, uh, is probably I would say four forty if you're just counting that. Okay, or maybe four fifty. All right. Well, uh, amongst all this, 
how has this just captured, just encaptured Gunner's last 30 games? Like, just put it all in, in perspective. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of a sign of how much he has changed his season and turned his season around over the last month or so. The first month of the season, he was drawing a lot of walks, but he was striking out a bunch and he just wasn't hitting pitches in the zone. It felt like he was taking way too many hittable pitches and he was getting frustrated. I know that the Orioles coaches were not concerned. They felt like he was going to turn things around. He's still so young. He still barely played 100 games in his big league career. And for him to now start to turn things around and to drive the baseball as far as he has been hitting it, he has sort of a violent swing, I guess you could say, from the left side of the plate. Um, and for him to be able to drive the ball as far as he has and to make consistent contact to go along with his great plate discipline, I think he's regaining his confidence. I think it was a natural kind of slump for him to experience in that first month with so little big league experience, but his season turnaround, I think is perhaps the thing that bodes the best for the Orioles over the second half of the season. If he can continue to hit as well as he has been, then the Orioles have potentially one of the better offenses, I think in the American league. Hey, Paul, I did want to ask you real quickly about the plaque and how that gets put together and installed. When may people be able to have their uh, cameras out and take a picture of it or just step on it? Yeah, apparently they only do it one time a year and it's during the off season and it's before the season starts. So it's probably going to be maybe March of 2024 that they'll get their plaques. Adam's Why are you shaking just, your head, Adam. You think it should like be do it like now? Do I it tomorrow. Do it when I he gets agree. back from a road trip. Yeah. Do it like a Saturday, like at five o'clock. It's like five thirty-five or six o'clock when the fans are in. The home team's done batting practice. Make a ceremony. Like, make it. It, I wouldn't say necessarily a ceremony, but like have some fans around it. Like bring them out in some tennis shoes and his jersey, and just like hey, plaques are the three minutes. There's, yeah, off season, it's all cold. What do you want to wear? Him? He's gonna be wearing a big old winter coat when he's coming out. Oh, thank you. Oh man. Oh, let me take off this coat real quick for a picture and put it back on. Like, you could do it. You could get that over with. Honestly, yeah, you can. And and apparently, Gunner wants a picture with the plaque. Adley Rutschman is gonna get a, a plaque for the first time, I think, on Utah Street. It come the off season. He couldn't care less from what we've heard. But Gunner wants his picture with the plaque. Yeah. It's, it's I big, mean, there one Rutschman hit one that hit the dang. That 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 bar right at yes. top. If it's just a foot to the right, that is that that is on Utah. So yeah, these lefties got a lot of power. May CD CD don't have one. Got to. Oh, he's got several. Yeah, yeah, yeah several. Wait. There we go. I'm a writing. Somebody, somebody asked me, he's like, can you do that? I'm like, oh, oh, Jack. <laughs> no opposite field power whatsoever, Paul. None. <laughs> not that. Not that much. <laughs> no. 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 All right, real quickly, I do want to turn to the Ravens. You were out at the mandatory organized team activity. How did this passing offense look to you? Uh, it's been the talk of the town with obviously Todd Munkin coming in and uh, Lamar Jackson supposedly having free reign. Yeah, standing next to Jonah Schaefer with the Baltimore banner, he was able to kind of give me context. And when Todd Munkin was barking out orders and uh, some profanities at, and some obscenities at times, on the field, he was letting me know that, no, Greg Roman did not do a lot of that stuff in previous years. Todd Munkin is just much, much more hands-on. I guess being a college coach, it feels like maybe he has a little bit more energy. Um, it's a different offense from everything that we've heard and seen, and it does seem like they're going to cut Lamar Jackson loose in terms of passing, and he now seemingly has the weapons. If everybody can stay healthy 
And I think that's the biggest question because we saw this week even that, you know, some guys were out with injuries with Rashad Bateman. OBJ missed the final day of minicamp. If everybody can stay healthy, though, if J.K. Dobbins returns to the field, um, that they can cut Lamar Jackson loose and there's no throw he can't make, according to new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. So it will be interesting to see exactly how close he gets to that target of uh, 6,000 yards, like you said, Jerry. Hey, to me, I, I, I'm not the – obviously, I'm not the football finish, aficionado. O, OTA really means what? Like get it together like a – like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, I get what the, the acronym means, but is it four or five days of just getting back to the groove with each other? Uh, we ain't seen each other in a few weeks or a few months. Some guys work out together in certain states. It's just getting back the meshness of, of being around each other again. Yeah, it, it feels like they cut more and more into players' off-seasons, I think, <laughs> as years go along. Uh, organized team activities does feel like that, Adam, like you said. It's a lot of just kind of getting the basics done and, you know, probably the first, I don't know, week or so of, of spring training is a similar comparison. Minicamp is a little bit more intensive just because it's a mandatory thing that they just had. Um, but then they'll have kind of a, a large chunk of the off-season now before training camp starts where they can go back and apparently Lamar is going to now train with OBJ. So it's probably a lot of new teammates meeting each other, getting to know each other, getting each other's cell phone numbers, and then, you know, deciding how they're going to spend the rest of the off season. Although Lamar said the off season for him is pretty much over. So he's taking a pretty business-like approach this year. He knows kind of the weight of the contract he just signed. So um, yeah, it does feel like still the early stages but also a reminder that, hey, you got to still stay in shape and you got to still know this offense come training camp. But do you think this is going to be a passing offense, though? Do you think that I this know. is the first year where it's like, if you go to Baltimore, it's not okay. Let's let's make sure we hold him in this cocoon so he can we can force him to throw. Or is it going to be like, okay, hey, you want three, you want two eighty average a year a game? We got you this year. Yeah, I mean, I think you you were putting John Harbaugh on the spot last week when you had him for the last couple of weeks where he had him on the podcast asking, you know, Baltimore is known as a running offense, and it has been pretty much since Lamar took over, and we'll see this year if if all that talk about it being more of a passing offense is going to come to fruition. I think it will, but again, I think it's going to come down to how many of those weapons are there. If, if OBJ or if Rashad Bateman, if they're missing a lot of games – you might see Todd Munkin and Jaron Harbaugh saying, let's just go back to our bread and butter and let's ground and pound and try to grind out some wins. But if they're healthy, you should be airing the ball out, I think, because now you have the best group of weapons around Lamar Jackson that he's ever had in his NFL career. Well, one of those weapons who wasn't there, and we don't know if it's a real injury or not, we just know that he's looking probably for an extension or a new contract, and that's running back J.K. Dobbins. What did you make of the whole situation involving him? I know Coach said he was disappointed that he wasn't able to participate. Yeah, it was a weird situation uh, because we had heard it had been reported uh, that he was dealing with a soft tissue injury, but then he ended up missing camp when the, the team was expecting him to be there. He was in the building, but like you said, John Harbaugh said he was expecting J.K. Dobbins to be on the field, but it just wasn't in the cards apparently. And then he does an interview with WJZ where he essentially says he wants a new contract, but he never said that the reason he was missing training camp or mini mandatory minicamp, I should say, is because he was sitting out or sitting in. 
And some of his comments, I think, got misconstrued as they went through multiple medias. But essentially, he does want a new contract. We just don't know exactly if that was the reason that he missed mandatory minicamp. And he did decline with Mark Viviano to disclose whether or not he had a soft tissue injury. So there's a lot of murkiness out there. He's probably, as Kyle Goon noted on the Baltimore banner, running uphill when it comes to trying to get a new contract because we just saw one of the most productive running backs in the NFL and Dalvin Cook just get released by his team. So getting a new contract is going to be incredibly difficult for J.K. Dobbins if that is the thing that is holding him back from being on the field. And all the intrigue will resume in late July when training camp kicks off. It's been very engaging to catch up with the new banner audience engagement sports editor, Paul Mancano. Appreciate your time here on this episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Adam, we are moving into vacation time. I call it the danger season in the NFL. Uh, I know that Coach Harbaugh gave his team a speech, stay in shape, stay out of trouble, that sort of thing. It's an annual refrain from him. Do you guys get that as baseball players once you hit October and the season's over and you go your own ways, or is it totally different there? A little bit different culture, all right, the NFL culture to the baseball culture. No, <laughs> we, we don't get those. We just get, you know, hey – just keep you know, be prepared. Show up ready to go when I when when it, when the light turns on in spring training. You know, you're a grown man. Uh, if another grown man has to tell you to you know keep your nose clean, then um, probably don't want you in on my team if I have to necessarily tell you that. But again, things happen. Um, you're around a lot of different people, a lot of different expectations. But uh, no, keep your noses clean, gentlemen. Um, just stay in shape and. Everybody, you got such a big opportunity. That's the thing I try to remind people. When you're a professional sports, you have such a big opportunity in front of you. You never want to just blow it on something that is just so dumb. Again, the mistakes happen, but, you know, just always remember that you have such a big opportunity to change. Not your life, lives around you. So focus on that. And you always can have fun afterwards. Remember that. Fun never stops. The fun from 1987, that same fun is still happening in 2023. Maybe a little different, maybe a little whatever. Still fun. So uh, get your chickens, like uh, Marshawn Lynch said. Just just make sure it's legal fun. That's all. Yeah, it's legal fun. 100%. We're, we're a legal show. Yep. All right. Well, let's <laughs> wrap up this legally binding program with another edition of Socially Speaking. This is where Adam answers, whether it be a tweet, a Facebook post, or Instagram post. You can find us across the board on all three platforms. At Adam Jones Pod. I'll repeat it for those who... Didn't get it the first time at Adam Jones Pod. And anyone who submits a uh, correspondence qualifies for a Miss Shirley's gift card. And this week on Twitter from Edwin Bramble, who goes by the handle at Jeep Pedro 14. He wants to know, was it the six home run game versus the Yankees on Cal Statue Night, your favorite regular season game you've played in, AJ? Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's really hard to pinpoint exact what favorite game and this and that and that. That game, though, was, I think, the turning point of winning. And I think it was a turning point for the fans to believe that, okay, this team actually is pretty good. That whole summer, I was on Twitter, on, you know, in the, in the papers, and everybody, like, dude, we got a pretty good team. We're playing good baseball. Fans, come out. Um. It, it would start to increase just a little bit, but not as much as you would expect for you know, again. But I think the fans are like, man, I don't know. I don't know if they're winning or winning or not. Carol statue night, just like it was the sixth of all of uh, the sixth of the six of the statues. That was a sold out crowd Friday night versus the Yankees. And we took a first inning 
uh, lead against them, and then they end up coming back. Um, I I end up getting up against Robertson in the eighth tie game, go deep, put us up. It turns into be the game winning run, but you got uh, follow me was um, was Reynolds, and then CD capped it off with the sixth home run off Boone Logan, and I, that was the first time I really really seen Camden go like nuts nuts full crowd against the Yankees. It was the first time that it was Yankees. It was the Orioles fans instead of been a was it Yankee Stadium South? It was the first time it was Oil Park when they were in town. And I'm in center field when we when we won that game, just like this is now this is baseball. This is what I want baseball to be. This is why we play this game. And then we ended up playing the Yankees in the playoffs and it was the same exact atmosphere. And from that game on, Orioles fans believed in our team that like, okay, now this team is good. We believe that this team is good. And we ran off the streak. But that night I think it it, it didn't just give the fan it didn't give the players belief. I think it gave the the Orioles fans believed that that group of players, that team was good. And we wrote, we, you know, you got myself, Marquecas, we had a great core, Weeders, JJ, and Dino. Um, I mean, they, we had such a great core, Tillman, CD, Reynolds, that um, it just it just spawned into just winning. And that game, though, I remember, I never forget how loud it was when, when I hit that home run, when just everybody's home run. And it was just, it, it was an epic baseball game, but it just was a turning point for fans believing back from 1997 that our team's pretty good this year. That was an electric night, no doubt yeah. about it. That was a special evening at Camden Yards. All right, want to thank everyone for tuning in to this latest edition. Go ahead and support our dedicated, loyal sponsors. And don't forget our show. It's a live one coming up. The Adam Jones Podcast with Adam Jones and Jerry Coleman will be live, and you can be part of the audience and meet Adam for the first time since he played for the O's. It all goes down on Thursday, July 27th at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7, and tickets are limited, but now on sale. Go to BaltimoreSoundstage.com or Ticketmaster.com or call 410-244-0057 to be a part of the action. This will be the first time Adam and Jerry have done the podcast in the same spot, and who knows, maybe the last. So don't miss this unique night. The Adam Jones Podcast, live at Soundstage, July 27th. See you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Be More Around Town. Be More Around Town is reminding you that football season is around the corner. Hashtag Purple Road Trip. Be More Around Town's trips are all-inclusive. Airfare, hotel, parties, special guests, tours, and more. They're all ready for the Ravens game in London. They have over 300 deposits. Just pack your bags, get your passport, and meet them at the airport. Besides London Calling, Be More Around Town also has road trips for all away games. Arizona, L.A., San Francisco, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincy. Head to Be More Around Town and find a hashtag purple road trip for you and your friends and family. Be more around town.com. Buy our good friends at the Weinman Company. Buy Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
by Jack Daniels. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Royal Farms, real fresh, real fast. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms' new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Again, that's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar. Hey, also thanks to senior executive producer Chip Franklin. You know, just like Adam and Jackson Holiday, Chip, he once played baseball. If you want to hear about it, clear out your calendar for about a half a day. He'll tell you all about it. Go out and subscribe to the Baltimore Banner. Be real, be kind, and always be back here next week for another episode of the Adam Jones Podcast. See ya.